0: The Numinous Podcast, with Carmen Spaniola. Hi there and welcome to the Numinous Podcast, where we have interesting conversations with everyday folks about the mystery of life. This podcast is a compliment to the Numinous School, an online intuition development course for people who want their self-awareness to serve a greater good. I'm your host, Carmen Spaniola, and this is the third part of a three-part series where I'm answering student questions, students at the Numinous School, and today I'm going to talk about number sequences that repeat, uh, using oracle decks and uh, asking questions that have uh, answers that seem totally baffling, (laughs) and uh, having visions with overwhelming emotional sensation that come and go quickly. And then the last question I'll be answering is, what is the most important trick of the trade I'd give to my students? So let's first talk about uh, numbers presenting themselves repeatedly. Like, let's say you see one, two, three, four, or two, three, four, or one, two, three. How do you interpret when you see number sequences coming up frequently? Okay, so there's a couple things I wanna say about this. Numerology is one of those fields that has many, many different traditions. But the first thing that will help is if you become familiar with the archetypal energy of the uh, single-digit numbers, or actually even up to ten. So, if I see um, a single number that's coming up many times, then it's very obvious uh, the energy that the archetypal energy of that number is relevant for me today. If I see a sequence that comes up, the first thing I usually do is add up the sequence to see what the uh, single-digit number will be. So uh, if you keep seeing 1, 2, 3, 4, you'd add those digits up, you'd get 10, and then you'd add 1 and 0 together and end up with 1. So the, the overall energy of the message would be the energy of number 1. So maybe it'd be helpful for me to just say one quick thing about each of the single-digit numbers. So zero is associated with the circle, right? It's it's uh, alpha and omega. It's uh, eternity. It's the uh, infinity. It's it's associated with God force or life force chi. Uh, it, it also is associated with potential. It, what com- it's what comes before what is manifest. Now, number one is where we get to manifest. It's about creation. It's, uh, it's positive. It's um, uh, about strength. It's about self, right? I, one. Two is where we start to get relational. It's about uh, each other. It's about harmony, partnership. Uh, alliances it has a, a gentle uh, eros about it it's kind of love is is more relational love whereas the love energy associated with one is you know universal it's it's oneness right three is where we start getting more expressive three has um, an optimistic um, sociable friendly outgoing uh you know exciting, It kind of has fiery energy to it. Um, it of course is associated with uh, Trinity, you know, um, every, you know in the Christian tradition it would be Father Son, Holy Ghost or um, faith, love, charity, that sort of thing. Uh, but three also has this um, fun, uh, adventurous kind of energy about it as well. It's not a super serious kind of number. Whereas four is practical. Four is about structure. It's about um, foundations. It's about being practical. Um, It's solid. It's pragmatic. It uh, has um, endurance. Now five is where we get a little more um, freedom. You know, five is kind of uh, detached. It's kind of independent it it's it's it likes the sensual aspects of life it has a sensual relationship with the energy of life it's it likes experiences um, it's it's a pleasurable kind of number however what I will say is five I often at least personally I mean every uh, number has its sort of light and shadow attributes I'm sort of focusing on the light but I would say five almost equally has the energy of um, challenge, obstacles, uh, reality kind of intruding, you know, discord. Um, There can be conflict uh, and kind of um, uh, restlessness that can be a bit irresponsible with five. (laughs) Uh, Six is now kind of more a focus on um, uh, group, but has a real domestic kind of feel about it. It's like, um, it's, it's domestic love. It's family. It's parenthood. It's with siblings. It's, um, it's very nurturing. It's about um, uh, balance, but also uh, provi- providing. It's about provision. It's very reliable, but um, there's a selflessness about it. Seven is a spiritual number, right? It's, it's the number of spiritual uh, awakening of kundalini of the chakra system so it, it's a very mystical number uh, it's about um, uh, sort of discernment and uh, inner wisdom it's very much associated with, uh, with yeah, intuition and spiritual pursuits eight is connected with uh, karma and life cycle. If you think of eight as being similar to the infinity sign, it's very closely related to cycles. Um, however, it also has a sense of experience to it. Uh, it's, it's related to manifestation and uh, in many different cultures and traditions, it's related to wealth and abundance and um, it's sort of the master manifester number. And then nine, again, is a highly mystical spiritual number uh, but now, whereas seven is more about um, personal evolution, nine is more like a universal consciousness. Um, you know, the, it it's it's oriented towards uh, contribution to that which is greater than itself. It's more about the universal laws and divine intelligence. It's healing. Um, it's it's global consciousness, global healing, cosmic consciousness. Um, it's, it's sort of the, the vaster sense of uh, spiritual enlightenment. And then uh, a double-digit number, but kind of completes nicely the, uh, the set, is 10. 10 is a number that I will not always reduce because 10 itself is associated with achievement, you know, leadership. Um, it has a powerful... Um, Again, that master manifestation, because it has arrived. Um, It's it's quite individual and very closely connected to ultimate success. So that's just so basic. But in order to have a sense of uh, what is the energy of the message that might be being conveyed through number sequences, uh, in almost all numerology traditions, they will advise first to add it up and see what single number it comes to. And that is the energy of the overall message. Now, there are some numbers that you wouldn't necessarily reduce. There are three numbers that are known as master numbers uh, that are repeating double digits. So master number 11, which is associated with intuition. It's the most sort of intuitive of all the numbers. Um, It's, uh, you know, because it has repeating ones, it's very focused on... Um, one thing. So it's a great number for manifestation. Number two, uh, sorry, the second uh, master number would be 22. And because if you think two, two adds up to four, 22 is often called the master builder number because it's the one that's a real doer. It makes stuff happen, um, it takes those big dreams and concretizes them. So it's, it's associated with uh, success, really. And then master number 33 is the master teacher. It's oriented towards more the mental level. Um, It's very knowledgeable. Uh, It's it's not as idealistic, say, as uh, 11 um, or even 22. So here's what I would do if I was getting um, repeated three or more numbers in the same order every time. If I were to see a sequence of, say, three numbers, and they were always in the exact same sequence, so they, I, it wasn't just a combination of numbers repeating, but it was like one, two, three, one, two, three, kept coming up. And, you know, and it comes up in all kinds of places. You look at your clock, you get, you know, your bank balance on the receipt, or, you know, you, you buy something, you purchase something, you start to notice, like, wow, that is uncanny, then, you know, and at times it can be a little creepy. This happened to my uh, younger brother, um, I guess, almost a decade ago, which was how I started to get into numerology, because he felt like he was going crazy because he's a real, um, he's a tracker. He's a guy who's always been calculating. You know, he, he can figure out the tip on a tab, like super fast. <laughs> He's, You know, he will be the one who catches a mistake uh, with the cashier at the grocery store or on his bank statement. He just, he just knows the numbers. And so when he starts to see a really specific repeating pattern, it really kind of rocks him. So here's one of the things that uh, I started to do. And this would be sort of my second set of advice. So the first one is add up the digits to get the single one and see what the energy is. The second piece of advice would be to look at each number individually within the sequence. I would take the middle number. So in a three-digit sequence, I would take the middle number and I would represent that as what is going on for me right now. This is my main focus. This is the, the sort of meat of the message. The first number I would consider the context or um, the, the background, what has been occurring up to now, but is sort of the outgoing, the ending cycle. And then the third number I would look at is the incoming cycle, the incoming energy. And the way that I came up with this Sort of rule of thumb, this little technique was because it became very obvious that the only person who can really tell you what the numbers mean is you. You have to go inside and use your own intuition to discern what will be the best method for me. So, you know, you could do that through meditation, you could do that through, uh, you know, trying several different, um, uh, you know, modalities over a period of time. Maybe you look at numerology, maybe you see, you know, you you consult a psychic. Maybe you you know. There's all different kinds of things you could do. I lifted this from working with tarot. Three card spreads are often sort of past, present, future. So that in itself, you know, the number three having kind of this. Um, uh, it's the first that is like a pattern, right? And it's it's interrelated. If you think of three stones, let's say you threw them down. Uh, when they relate to each other, if they fall in kind of a line, it's like, ah, yes, one thing follows another. But often what will happen is if three stones fall on the ground and you look at them, you, it's hard not to perceive a triangular relationship between them. So they're kind of inward facing and there's some kind of uh, uh, interdependence or reliance on each other. So those three numbers repeating have some kind of relationship between them. So it makes sense to me to read them in that kind of order. You may have your own relationship with the number three, and it'll make sense to you in a different way. So yeah, I would learn the uh, archetypal energy of the numbers. Then I'd use your intuition to come up with um, a system that you're going to try out a few times and make notes in Spiritual journal, you should have one journal where you make notes of all of your spiritual experience. Every numinous experience, every transcendent experience should all go in the same journal, not in your diary that's chronological. If they're all in the same journal, you can see the bigger patterns better when you flip back through. Lots of things happen that we think are so impactful and we'll always remember them, and then you know they're gone, right? But when you look back in your spiritual journal, having it all in one place becomes a reference tool for you. Now, the last thing I would do is, or the last piece of advice about number sequences I want to give you is, many people will say um, it feels like the universe is sort of trying to communicate with you. Number sequences are actually frequently called angel numbers. And I think that the idea of an angel number, for me anyway, is... Really, more useful because the point is that the universe is like winking at you, right? And the fact that you're becoming aware that you're beco- being communicated with, I think it's the most important thing because in the moment that you recognize a sequence, suddenly you are being pulled out of your conscious mind, pulled out of your sort of narrow uh, perception, and suddenly remembering the vastness of your soul you're remembering that you are part of a larger pattern and this archetypal pattern is unfolding miraculously and you are part of it and when you start to see these repeating number sequences it reminds you that you are playing a part in the greater unfoldment of the cosmos and so it's the awareness that you are part of the pattern that is the message and so Yes, you, you know, you, you start going through the world, and you're noticing these sequences, and of course you're going to ask, what, what does it mean? So certainly, you know, make note of what was the last thought you had before you saw that. You know, who were you talking about? Who were you with? What were you thinking? Bef- at the moment that you became aware of that repeated sequence. Because yes, it's possible that it's about something in your outer world but I bet there's a very good chance it's more about connecting you with your inner world and the vastness of what goes on in your soul. This also brings us to the notion of synchronicity. And when you develop a sensitivity for synchronicity, you start to develop a deeper faith as well and trust in the larger unfoldment of the universe. Because, you know, synchronicity reminds us that there is a greater pattern even if we can't interpret what for. And there's a great story of um, one of Carl Jung's colleagues, student and then colleagues, uh, wrote about uh, approaching him at the end of the day in his office, approaching Carl Jung, and they were having a discussion about printing a paper from one of their colleagues who had passed on. So it was a posthumous publication. And the student was arguing for it, and Carl Jung was arguing against it. And he was obviously getting really impatient and kind of done with the conversation when I was to go home for the day, so he looked at his watch. And he stopped and said to a student, wait a second, what time do you have? And the student said 5.35. And Carl Jung said, wow, that's interesting. I just took my watch to the watchmaker. I picked it up. It it completely had um, a beautiful tune-up and was working perfectly at the beginning of the day. But now it's saying that it's 5.05. So you have the correct time, and I have the incorrect time. I'm behind the time. So maybe I should reconsider what it is you're saying to me. Now that, I think, is a pretty rare and wonderful characteristic to be able to, in the moment, become sensitive to the greater pattern. He noticed this, um, this greater message unfolding, the metaphor of, I don't even know what time it is. You know, I'm arguing vehemently against this thing, but it turns out that I am incorrect or I am not in step. I'm not in tune. And he, he, because he had cultivated that capacity for metaphorical thinking he was able to see that possibly he was not in alignment and he was not he didn't know what time it is and then by the end of the conversation he had reconsidered and realized that the student was correct so it's that wonderful capacity to become aware in the moment of the artistry of the universe and how it's trying to communicate with you. I think that in itself is the message. Okay, so the other question that I'm answering today, it's more like a a comment, but the problem is, um, the student says, when they're using an oracle deck and asking a specific question and pulling one card that has nothing to do with the question asked, I questioned if I was disconnected from my guides. And I think the simple uh, answer to that, without knowing all the context, is is probably that they were answering the question you should have asked. That's what I would say. Uh, and I have a teacher, Stephen Jenkinson, who, uh, when when students ask questions in a workshop situation, and and they ask a question, he will say to them, "Okay, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to ask answer the question that you should have asked." <laughs> And, and it's, you know, it's a pretty bold tack to take. But I do think that if you're using an oracle deck and the cards you're getting are way off from the question that you're asking, I think you need to actually question your question more than the response. That's, that's what I would, that's the feedback I would offer. Okay, the next question uh, is um, visions that come with an overwhelming emotional sensation within the span of 20 seconds, let's say and then the vision and tears are gone. Is it normal that the visions come with tears, even though they aren't sad or bad? Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I would sort of um, put it in the larger context of, uh, you know, your, your body is just a vehicle, and, y- you know, your, your, your human can, can hardly contain the majesty of spirit moving through. And so I I think it's a great idea to not label and judge and analyze and interpret the emotion. I don't even know if we should call it emotion just because there are tears. Actually, in therapy, in psychotherapy and hypnotherapy, we would call that an ab reaction. It's just the reaction that your body has to a volume of information moving through. Uh, and, it, and it sort of like a whole bunch of emotion move through and it just sort of snuck out your eyes. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad or sad. So what I would say is that, you know, you, you may want to practice uh, going into deeper states of trance for a longer period of time uh, so that you're not as surprised or overwhelmed. However, you know, you, you don't necessarily want to, um, it's not a bad thing that you necessarily want to train out of yourself. Uh, I am a total leaky faucet when I'm <laughs> working with people, and I frequent well I shouldn't say frequently, uh, but it's not uncommon for me to have a, a situation where I'm reading for somebody and all of a sudden I'm overcome with awe at the beauty of their soul. Just and that is what we call a numinous experience. I can't articulate it, I can't explain it. It's not happy or sad it's just awe. And if you think about what is physically happening to you when you experience awe, you know, you you freeze, uh, your mouth drops open, the blood rushes out of you, your heart might beat faster, and it may be that you start to cry. Uh, Everything just starts to flow, right, into different places. Uh, And that happens when you're afraid, too. So it's easy to mix them up. So I would say uh, don't worry and uh, fear not, you can handle it. It's a beautiful thing and such a gift to be a vessel for all of that humanness coming through with spirit at the same moment. And the last question I'm going to answer today is what is the number one most important trick of the trade you'd give your students on intuitive development? And actually, I would just be uh, repeating what I said on last week's show about uh, trust. When it comes to trust, no one can teach us how to trust. No one can give us the courage to say yes to our life rather than say no or I'm not sure. What I know is the universe is sure about you. And the universe is sure balancing a lot that I can't even imagine. So how about trusting in that? And Mark Nepo, in his beautiful book, A Thousand Ways to Listen, talks about how the gift of the mind is to analyze. And the gift of the heart is to feel. And I would say that the gift of uh, the heart and the spirit is to feel. And then think about a time when you analyzed instead of felt or analyzed and forgot to feel and where did that lead you so that's all i have to say about that (laughs) today's show notes can be found on my website carmen c-a-r-m-e-n-s-p-a-g-n-o-l-a just click the link for the podcast tab and uh i want to thank you so much for listening and if you enjoyed the show i'd really appreciate your itunes review um but please also just share the show far and wide so it can reach more seekers just like you. You never know who really needs to hear it right now. And I've heard recently from uh, listeners who are now clients who said, you know, I I was painting my house and now I feel like I know you or, you know, I've been listening to your show and now I want to hang out in real life. So I'm coming to the retreat. And I have to say, I'll be honest with you, uh, I have that thing happen to me where I don't know if it's joy or awe or what it is, but just tears start flowing because it's, here I am sitting here and there you are listening. So thank you, thank you. If you'd like to keep exploring the great mystery of life with me, you can go to my website, carmenspaniola.com and click the link for the Numinous School, my online intuition development course. Uh, Or of course, just uh, hang around and uh, access all the resources. If you go to the footer of my website, You'll see a link that says Resources, and that'll take you to a page with a whole bunch of different uh, writing, newsletters, tools, tips, tricks, um, meditation downloads. Just play around in there. There's plenty more uh, where that comes from. Now, while you're there, sign up for my monthly email newsletter. You'll instantly receive a meditation download, and you'll get something free from me every month. Until next time, take care.